glad to be with you. Uh, I want to just encourage us as it, re as, as it relates to the fear of the Lord. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Many years ago, when I hear about the fear of God, I used to think about the cringing fear or, you know, the kind of fear we have for for things that get you scared. But as I began to develop as a Christian, okay, I began to understand that this fear is not demonic fear, it's not the evil kind of fear, it's the reverential fear for God, respect for who He is, that whatever God says is the best for any of us. Whatever God commands is our best bet. When you when you understand that, then you respect Him and then you, you adhere to what He has said. When, when you fear someone, positively because this fear is positive then whatever they ask you to do obedience becomes easy knowing that whatever you are asked to do it's in your own best interest it's important we realize that the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom reverential fear for god is the key to living a productive life i saw in matthew 7 uh, many of us are familiar with that uh portion of scripture matthew 7 says enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it okay narrow is mean it said broad is the road wide is the gate you know what that means is a life without boundaries would lead to destruction a life without boundaries will lead to destruction. It says, wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter it. But it says, small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only few find it. Life without boundaries would actually end up in destruction. So when we say the fear of God is to actually adhere to certain boundaries that God has stipulated for us to uh to stay with it's not that god is trying to control us or, or take away our freedom no it's creating boundaries to keep us safe and when you understand that then you you value the fear of god i i i i notice that god is able to turn a king into an animal overnight that's why you want to respect that god you remember the story of nebuchadnezzar he was a mighty king and he became mad or he became an animal in principle for seven good years. And I also see that God is able to turn a shepherd boy from, you know, a shepherd boy into a king overnight. That is the awesomeness of God. And that is where, that's why you want to respect and honor that God with your life. Uh, I am I, always fascinated with the story of Joseph. Joseph's destiny, Joseph's greatness came about through reverential fear for God. And I want you, know, you to stir that up in your life. Uh, I don't know who you are. You own a business or you work somewhere. You're a parent. You're a leader. You're just upcoming. Whatever category you are in, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. When you don't fear God, you'll be living a life of foolishness. You'll be taking steps thinking you are smart. Anything that makes you do anything... Uh, uh, outside what God has ordained is actually a demonstration of foolishness. Anything that makes you 
feel you can do something or a thing outside what God has earmarked or what God has ordained outside God's boundaries is actually foolishness. That's why I, you know, that's why the scripture says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So when I stay within what God has commanded, what God has directed, what God has ordained, I'm actually walking uh, in in wisdom. Okay, Genesis 39, uh, Genesis 39, you know, verse 7, Genesis 39, verse 7. Uh, many of us know the story of Joseph when he was tempted by his master's wife. Reflecting on that, this <laughs> in, a, in, in the context of uh, the present day generation is a bit, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know that what the guy went through was also easy. He wasn't the one that was tempting the woman. It was the woman that was tempting, and that's the boss's wife. And here is a slave that wants to be free. Here is a slave that would love to have influence, more influence in that house. And now the wife of the boss is willing to go to bed with him. It's like for somebody in today's context would think, oh, an opportunity, a breakthrough. But there is a God that sees everything that we do. And that, that makes all the difference when we look at the equation. And at the end of the day, it looked like Joseph was losing out, but that was actually a, a promotion for him in disguise. Genesis 39 verse 7 and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said come to bed with me I'm reading from the new international version Genesis 39 and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said come to bed with me but he refused with me in charge he told her my master does not concern himself with anything in the house everything he owns he has entrusted to my care no one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you. Because you are his wife. Look at what he said here. He says, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Wow, that is the fear of God I'm talking about. He said, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God. He wasn't even talking about sinning against my master. He looked at the fact that, okay, my master might not know, but God knows. He said, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? The God factor is the main factor. Whether people see us or they do not, the God factor is the main factor. Uh, Joseph stands as a perfect example of a man with covenant fear. This was one of his, one of his greatest secrets. It, that was the umpire that kept him from sin and wickedness and recklessness. When you fear God, it's able to keep you from a reckless life that destroy young people, that destroy older people too. He was humble enough to know that God is the giver of dreams and opportunities. And categorically, he said to Potiphar's wife, how can I do this great evil and sin against God? He considered his act from the perspective of God's feelings. He reverenced God. He respected God. He honored God. I want to challenge you to recover the fear of God in your life, especially if you're beginning to, you know, uh, stray. You know, when, when, when you tell a little child, don't go near that fireplace, the child might think you are trying to stop his freedom, her freedom. And then some, some children will still go on an adventure to check it out and touch that fire 
and then they get burned. You will not get burned in Jesus' name. Unholy adventure is very destructive. Don't go on an adventure that you might not return from. Don't go on an adventure that you might not return from. There's this proverb I usually uh, quote. I read it from a very, a very, a very a pamphlet so many years ago. The, the, the proverb says, It is the monkey that tries to see the hunter very well that collects bullets in the eyes. It is the monkey that tries to see the hunter very well uh, that collects bullets in the eyes. When other monkeys, you know, had run away or fled, one monkey is still trying to look around and see how the hunter looks. Unholy adventure is very destructive. Uh, anything you know that God has set boundaries on, it's not in his interest. It is your interest. It is to keep you safe. It is to keep you healthy. It is to keep our marriage protected. It is to keep our finances uh, it is to keep our destiny in shape. Joseph actually feared God. And that worked for his destiny at the end of the day. Before you know what was happening, in spite of all the challenges that Joseph went through, by the age of 30, Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt. That promotion only comes from God. That means in a, in, in a bid to obey God, you might end up uh, incurring some present losses. But it's to engage future gain. Champions think of the future. Okay? He went to prison. Yes. He suffered in prison. Yes. But he pleased God. By the end of the day, that prison became the very uh, catalyst to becoming the prime minister of Egypt. When you look at that context of becoming the prime minister of Egypt, he was not a citizen of Egypt. He was even more like a convict. But all those things, all those protocols were shoved aside and he became a prime minister. Can you imagine that? Of Egypt. That is what only God can do. Remember, promotion coming not from the east or from the west, but from God. Uh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will stay in each one of us. That reverential fear for God that protects destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Joseph was also in a position to seek vengeance. From, uh, on his brothers when, those, when his brothers showed up. He also made a statement when they showed up and the brothers, by the time he revealed himself to them, they were cringing. They were scared that he's going to kill us. He's going to... But Joseph mentioned that, no, what, what you meant for evil, God has turned it around for a breakthrough. And he said, but I fear God. Wow, he kept saying that. I fear God. Joseph actually feared God and I think that's one of the major secrets of his life. In, our, in today's situation you might look like you are foolish when you fear god it might look like you are religious but it's going to preserve your destiny today you want to ask yourself this question do i really fear god or i'm just a man of myself do i do you always consider god's word or even god's feelings before you take a step or after you've taken a step and you realize that this is something that god will not be pleased with are you are you willing to run back to him uh, whether people know or not, are you willing to run back to him and actually apologize and actually repent? If you, if you, if you do things without consideration for God, then your fear for God is a bit weak. He is a great God. Our God is fearful indeed. I, I, you want to respect him. You want to revere him. Holy fear for him must be there in our heart. He's greater than anybody's greatness. His fear, fear for him is the beginning of wisdom. Fools don't fear him. Do not be a fool. Okay? 
Hebrews 12, 28 to 29. Wherefore, we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Okay? For our God is a consuming fire. I pray that the things we've done out of recklessness, I pray that God's mercy will prevail. I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will stir in each one of us a reverential fear for God. The fear of God is actually not just the beginning of wisdom. That is wisdom because it teaches you to know how to make good decisions. You, you just know that this is not the best thing to do because God says so and it's in my own best interest. That preserves destiny. Father, forgive, it, forgive us for despising you in the things we do at times, in the way we do things, forgive us. We receive grace to serve you with reverence, with holy fear. We choose your wisdom. We choose your ways. We choose your instructions because that is the way to life. We don't want to walk in the way, in the life. Uh, we don't want to live a life without boundaries, thereby destroying ourselves. No, we choose your wisdom. We choose on your understanding. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy this morning. Thank you, Lord, for giving many of us new beginnings. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to believe you've learned one or two things this morning. Uh, it's important that you uh, maybe listen to this again and uh, again. You listen to this again and again and let that uh, really bless you. God bless you. See you tomorrow and have an amazing uh, Friday. It's Good Friday. God bless you. Thank you.